When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are you ready? Are you kidding me? That's what? Yeah, every so often it happens that Ryan is right. 100% right. Not even a little <laughs> bit right. Tucker Pullman, two points last game. No kidding. My man. Hey, neither does me running shirtless, but that turned out very well. It so. did. Welcome to the PP1 Podcast. Oh man, Merry Christmas! Happy oh, holidays to everybody. We're here. We're almost here. We're almost there. Welcome to the Christmas episode of the PP1 Podcast, presented in part with the Hockey Podcast Network. You see that logo in the corner. And DraftKings, I'm just going to show this quickly. DraftKings promo code THPN because I have a double overlay and it's going to look awful, so I'm going to have to get rid of this for the time being. Welcome to our Christmas show. It's going to be a good time. I don't really have a set plan. Ted doesn't really have a set plan. We're going to off the cuff. That, that last part's pretty normal for me, though. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's, yeah. That's, there's, no, there's no official rundown, but we're going to have a good time. We have invited a lot of our Canucks Twitter friends, and uh, the Canucks still haven't replied, so uh, <laughs> that's kind of a tough one. I do have kind of some gifts, but not necessarily. It's been a struggle to try to get some free stuff for you people. So, I mean, I've got like a medium hoodie that we could give away. I got maybe some hockey cards if people really want. Some slender folk. Yeah, it's a medium. So I'm That's a large. Not fit either of us, so. Yeah, I'm a large. So, you know. Um, but welcome to everybody that is going to come tonight. For anybody that's listening the next day. This is going to be a banger. I, we usually do a pretty good job of this, I, I find. Um, I know there's some other shows that have done marathon shows. This isn't going to be one of those, but it's going to be maybe a little bit longer than normal. So you can see us at the bottom of the tree. Kind of cool. So we're going to get our friends to come over and uh, virtually and uh, hand out some Canucks memories as ornaments on our tree. And if you actually make the, the, the act of like putting an ornament on, then it feels realer. Then it feels realer. So if you guys want to really real, really real, really real. Um, quick question before people start showing up. Uh, do you wear socks at home? I just like was thinking about this when I got home. Here we go. He's wearing socks. So I'm wearing socks too. It's one of those weird ones. Like some people, maybe you're a slippers person. Maybe people like the freedom of like the flex of your toes. I don't know. I just, yeah. So I, I am, I am generally not a sock person. Like every once in a while in the winter, I'll put them on and my little toesies get cold, but I'm like a barefoot guy pretty much year round. Even like at night when I go take the dog out and stuff, if it's yeah. like there's snow on the ground, I'm quite happy to be in my bare feet still. And are you like shorts when you get home? 
or do you wear like pajama pants? It's, I'm wearing if, if I'm, that. Yeah, like like if that bottoms are optional. Just boxers, yeah. Yeah, and the family's okay with that. Yeah, I don't think they care. Yeah, isn't that weird when you get to that point where like it's an accepted thing as a family? Like, oh yeah, like no one's even questioning yeah. it. And a couple yet, teenage girls at home, like, do they really? Like, is it really okay? Right? Yeah, you'll so, find out later on, I guess. They they haven't yelled at me otherwise, and they yell at me for like pretty much everything else. So yeah. I'm just gonna assume that it's okay. Okay, there you go. Yeah, it's how about you? Um, I mean, I right now I have socks on, but I was I was humming and hawing if I was gonna do it. But uh, usually I'm like a shorts after after work, or I've been doing pajama pants in the fall. I got my my Disneyland one, so. Wearing those right now, they're quite comfortable. It reminds me of uh, a year ago, today and yesterday, we were in Disneyland. It was, uh, wow. it was I know, time flies. Crazy. Good good memories coming up on Facebook. Uh, definitely some good core memories. And, I don't know uh, if it's going to be able to top that Christmas memory. Well, I mean, the nice thing is we're actually going to be here for Christmas instead of being stuck in uh, brutal Santa Monica, you know, Christmas morning. So it's tough, man. Sunshine. Sounds sounds awful like when you explain it it sounds really bad 28 um, degrees i don't know so i don't I, know i i feel for you i That's mean okay your description it just it does it makes it sound really awful mm, yeah yeah it's it's yeah. you know it's it leaves something to be desired um before people start coming in you guys are welcome to come in whenever the the canucks uh second in the pacific which also coincided with second in the west which also coincided with second and the NHL. This is a team that is doing some things. They are not as good as the 2011 team. They're not as fake as the 2012 team. They're right in the middle. We're so, we're so far removed for that. I'm not even sure if that matters. Uh, well, I'm just saying, like, when you compare, like, 2011, they basically ran the table from start to finish, and everyone expected them to win. Like, they were the, the favorite to win the cup, right? Yeah. 2012... They won the President's Trophy, but a lot of us believe that that wasn't a team that was going to go very far at all. I felt like we felt it was a team that had a chance. Like, like we were was, hoping. I felt like it was similar to those, like some of those Tampa teams and some of those Detroit teams, like from from around the same era, mm-hmm. where it was like every year they were a powerhouse. And yeah, they might have finished with the top record in the league, but we still thought good chance that this team's going to be in the final or play for some major meaningful games. And then yeah, you're right, boom, out. Oh. LA Kings. Yeah. Welcome Corsi. Welcome puck possession numbers, all that stuff. Yeah. Dominated. Yeah. Whereas this team, like they're right in the middle of that. Like no one expects them to be the best, but they're playing like they're one of the best. Right in the middle and second place. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. That is something that I think we talked about a lot of even podcasts and everyone else talked about that going into you know, this crazy run that started everything off. If they were going to be this good by Christmas, we could start, we could start believing in it. Right. And here we are, we're a week away from Christmas and they got two games left. So it's not like the bottom's going to fall out in the next five days. So I think the Canucks are pretty legit. I don't think it can. I mean, I shouldn't even say that. (laughs) But I mean, what's the worst thing going on right now for the Canucks? Uh, big bag of coal for Andre Kuzmenko. Yeah, not good. Not good. What's going to happen there? I don't know. It's super weird. Benched again. Uh, like, what are they thinking, man? Like, I, I know that some coaches just don't mix with players. Like, is that the problem? Is it really that he's not back to training on the fourth line? Like, so is he a Bruce guy maybe and not a Rick guy? I, don't know. I 
just I don't know. I don't know. Like I obviously Bruce had there was like less structure with what what Bruce was doing and and it was more of this sort of free wheel and stuff. Didn't seem like anybody was back checking back then, right? Right. So, right. Lots of shots or volume of shots, volume of quality shots, and mm-hmm. and it was just like score goals, bro. That's your job. So I that's not the case for a for a Tocket roster, obviously, right? It's why guys like Garland are thriving sort of in a specific role and everybody has roles right but Mm -hmm. i don't know if i don't know what kuzmenko's role is right i mean i'm not sure that him getting hit in the face with the puck too i think was like a funny thing yeah that's not good um that wasn't good but yeah i mean but are you gonna be i mean he's a professional hockey player are you gonna be gunshot about that right like maybe you think ask bryce harper yeah yeah, I guess. Right? I mean, this is one of the most dangerous hitters in the league gets popped in the face bad. And it took him like, I feel like a year to recover from that gun shy, right? I don't know. And then he popped off after it, that. It, it, that doesn't have anything to do with back checking and and playing defense and, and that type of stuff. So I, I don't I don't know. I do, it sounds like they're they're fielding calls now on Kuzmenko. Not that they weren't before. I think they maybe they're just admitting to it a little bit more. But like, what happens, Ryan, if they decide to trade Kuzi? What are they looking for? Are they looking for another scoring winger? Are they looking for another center? I don't think so. But are they looking for you know another defenseman? And if so, what kind of D man? I think they could be looking at my dad and I were talking about this today. Not that mm. this is the trade, but. We were talking about Chris. I like Tan- pop talk, yeah. We were we were talking about Chris Tanev, and we were talking about Luke Shen because obviously Luke Shen was in the the Preds game the other day. And I mean, you look at a guy like Tanev or Shen as a third pairing D on this specific team this year, because we know we know what those guys are. And I mean, Tanev's a tough one because you don't know how healthy he's going to be. Like, there's always that gun shyness in the back of your head. But I mean, on this kind of team, to have one of those guys sitting on the back end. <laughs> Not minute munching, but playing quality, you know, third pair minutes. I mean, mm-hmm. what's the limit for guys like that? Like, it almost just keeps things so calm so that everyone else can do their job properly. I mean, imagine like a Kevin Bieksa, and I know it's a different type of player, but imagine a guy like him saying, hey, man, we just want you to play third third pair minutes. Okay, sure. That's kind of what Anaheim did, right? When yeah. They acquired him. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think it was that successful out there, but yeah, I know what you're saying for sure. To we, get that type we've of got a guy right like there. Cole who I think is in a similar spot in his career that, that BXA was. Yeah. And it's been really quite successful here. I feel like during his time. So mm-hmm. yeah, maybe they acquire a, 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 you know, a top four guy and Cole moves down the lineup, right? That might be, that might be a way of looking at it. Right. I, I don't know exactly what the plan is here, what the end game is with Kuzmenko. I, I mean, you think that it's nothing is to the point where it's beyond repair and damage, right? Unless you pull a Corey Perry or something like that. But I, I don't know. I, I feel like this team also needs his goals. So, but he's not going to get him on the fourth line. No. It's, it's, and they were an still having him on the top power play for the longest time. And they've finally kind of put Heronic on there. So, I mean, he is well, starting I mean, to lose. The power play hasn't really been that good the last no, little bit. No, it hasn't either, been. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a tough one, I think, because I don't think anybody thought that you're going to see this kind. Not is it regression or is it just making the most of an opera? Like well, I don't know what else you. Yeah, call it. I think uh, I mean to go off of forty goals and then see this, I think, is a night and day. Especially considering that he's had the same coach for that back half of the season, right? I mean, nothing's really changed as far as what he should be able to bring. 
if anything, he should have been better. Or not better necessarily goal scoring, but like consistent. And I think, and maybe is like, you know, has because Brock stepped up, maybe, you know, is it, does he feel like that he has something to do shouldering the load? I don't know. Like it's, it's an interesting one. Um, Yeah. yeah. It's a funny thing with those players, right? You're sometimes structure squashes creativity and that level of free flowing. And then you get a player who clearly was on a heater all year. Yeah. Right. Even, even, even after, you know, having his ass stapled to the bench, right. And coming in in a shootout and burying, right. Like once you lose confidence, but that's like a tough thing to get back. I mean, even something as simple as you and I playing, you know, like ortho pitch. Yeah. Yeah, when you're in a right? funk, I mean, when you're in a funk. When you're in a, a funk, funk, you're in a funk, right? I mean, it's just like it's like somebody who gets the yips throwing the ball, right? I mean, it's it's a hard thing to get out of your head. And if he's in there and then you're you're squeezing the stick, you're almost like a rookie, right? You're worried about making mistakes and yeah, I can't do this or I'm going to pitch the coach off. And before you know it, you've done the thing anyways. And now your ass is on the bench again. And here we are getting scratched yet again right and i don't know this specific reason why i don't know if it's a specific reason or some of its parts deal but that's a hard thing to come back from like just mentally it's a hard thing to come back from maybe he just uh maybe somebody just needs to take him aside and be like listen we need you and maybe that's happened if 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 they trade him now you know this many games into what 30 games in I think the roster. I think the it would have to happen tonight because the roster freeze is about to kick in, right? Yeah, but I mean, so say they trade him as soon as the roster is unfroze. If they trade him thirty three games in to the next season, why did we lock him up? Why did we lock him up to a deal then last year? Why not just trade him last year? Mm -hmm. Right. Well, he was a a really high buy high on him, and then we're going to sell low. Like what's you know, unless we don't know something, and he's going to get a sell high on him. But it, it seems like a little bit of a I don't know, because this management group has done a really good job with everything really in the last little while. But I don't want to say it's a mismanage, but it kind of seems like that if you're going to move a guy directly after signing him, right? Yeah, it it does feel a little bit weird. I don't know. It's This is this is a tough one. I don't think a lot of us, or maybe the, the fancy stats people have seen this, but I don't know. This is definitely not something that I thought would be going on. That's for sure. No. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, we all... That's all everybody would talk about is a regression in shooting percentage, but I don't think anybody saw it to this extent. No. Folks. Right. Ten, ten, 10 more games, nine more games, and we're at the halfway point of the season. And he's got, uh, what, how many goals? Six goals? Seven goals? If we keep up this pace, that's not uh, well, he's... 14 goals isn't that much. No. I think just based on expect, I mean, that's not bad, but based on expectation of your right, it's pretty bad dollar value and everything it's else. Pretty it's, bad. Yeah. Not yeah. A great, not the greatest thing. Let's, let's start things off. Let's, let's do, let's do the Christmas thing. We're talking about Canucks memories. You get to place the first ornament on this. Oh, tree. I didn't realize it was a Canucks memory and not just a favorite Christmas memory. Yeah. That's the kind of the that's point cool. of the show. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you know that's special, funny, right? Because you know what's special? I did all that stuff, and it even you, says you, in the invite. But. I know. You and I were lucky enough to grow up through and, and have them be super pivotal parts, three, like two two really big Canucks runs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe more so 94 for me than you. I'm not sure. 94 was remember. a big deal, but I, yeah, I was, I, I came and went towards the end for whatever reason. I think I was, I was into the Canucks. 
and I was mostly all in, but not to the level that, yeah, the, the next phase was, that's for sure. Like it was, it was a tougher time back then. Cause I was really yeah. just getting to hockey. So like, I think, I think with a lot of people, I, I, I really identify with like the most recent run, right? I mean, you and I were working in, you know, basically in Canuck land at that time. So we had, we had all the Jersey sales. The fans were going crazy. People were in and out of the shop all day. Just wanted to talk. Dan, what's going on, man? How are you? CEO of real fake quotes. Gentlemen, how are you? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. He's got yeah, the loud and clear. man. Just it looks like you're it. preparing for Santa Claus. You got just like keep a, it real. milk and cookies great. in the background there with the Linden Jersey. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the festive, fire's going, right? And it's the festive. Fire's going. Yeah. How was, uh, seemed appropriate. Did it not? Yeah, man, you you always seem to just deliver. How's uh, how's Penticton treating you, gentlemen? As you uh, are already well aware, Okanagan living's where it's at. I I absolutely love it here. I moved here in April, and it's it's fantastic. I, I couldn't be happier. We you could be you could be hanging out with us tonight. That's about the only way. <laughs> well, I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't want to bring yeah. it up. You know, didn't want to be the guy. I, I've said like you know, do, do you guys want to hang out for beers? No replies as of yet. <laughs> I don't have we well, been down. Awkward. We haven't been down there for dinner. He's got one right there. Technic- I'll share, I'll share with technically, you. I have been, and the timing just wasn't quite right. We tried mm-hmm. making it work. We really did. We did. I know. I know. I know. I just I cast we were, a little shade to start things yeah, off. We were so, hey, what are we talking about? I, I missed the first little bit of the show here. So well, we were what, talking what, about Okanagan living, like, and in the words of cousin Eddie, real nice. <laughs> yeah, then ass, then ass. <laughs> Uh, we're so I mean, the Canucks. The last Canucks, time we yeah. spoke, l- yeah. last time we spoke, it was uh, pretty much a year ago. And uh, let's be honest, it was it was sad times heading into the holidays. Ooh, uh, it was bleak. Uh, can you uh, can you believe what a what a change uh, a year has brought this team? It's it's like I mean, you know, uh, is this real? It it just doesn't feel real. It's, it's it's you have to almost pinch yourself at this point do you not you say it every day like i've been saying it every day and i keep saying it to my wife she's like just stop please but it, we were <laughs> we were talking about selfish. when you, when you think about it in so may selfish. and june we're all talking about getting connor bedard right we're talking about getting yeah. the number one overall pick and now we're talking about having the number one overall team those are two very That's- different scenarios it's uh it's bananas and um you know not to kind of jump on uh you know the the negativity that we see with a lot of the uh the analytics and stats community um for real do, do you guys like is there going to be a huge drop off are they going to fall out of the top 3 and and into a wild card or are they going to be able to maintain this well Maybe, but like I think that's all we could hear about last year when we were watching Kuzmenko's phenomenal goal scoring season. Right, it was like everything was going to happen. Shooting percentage is going to drop at some point. Never did. He almost got to forty. Had a fantastic season. Maybe that's just the Canucks this year. There's not going to be a drop. Maybe we're just going to go all the way for the remainder of the season. And, and when the, that drop off does, you know, figuratively make its way down, maybe by then they'll have already solved some of those problems via trade, or the season will have ended and they'll have been, you know running roughshod throughout the league and continuing through in the back half, but it doesn't have to it's just the numbers now, say that suggest that it would. Right now. I, I have another question for you guys. Um, everything has just gone Boxers. so smoothly. Boxers. Uh, they're, they're, they're in this position where like he's mentioned, they're a point out of the league lead. Like that's, that's bananas wow. at this stage. Do you, do you guys go for it? 
Like, what are you willing to sacrifice to perhaps bring in? Um, you hear it a lot on uh, uh, Halford and Bruff saying that this team could really use like a gritty top six winger mm-hmm. or obviously uh, another defenseman, like, you know, just even for depth alone. What are you willing to sacrifice at this point? I want to take Todd this Colson? first. I want to take this one first. I think they run it until as close as possible to the trade deadline. And I know that's not always the greatest because you want to build some chemistry with guys and get some line combos going. But I mean, this is maybe this is a unicorn season. We don't know. And maybe it's not. And this is the beginning of an incredible run of, of years of, of crazy Canucks hockey. But on the very first year, if things are just looking like, the only thing that is going to happen is they're going to make a crazy deep run. Then, yeah, I think you have to part out some guys like maybe a pod Colson, like you're saying, like, I don't know, as we were just talking about Kuzmenko, you know, do they go and get, you know, one more defensive guy just to make sure that that depth is there. There there's a few things that could go, but if it's me right now, I, I would hold out to the bitter end until you have to do something. And if things look exactly like they do right now, then I think, yeah, you want to make some kind of move. But I don't think you want to sacrifice the entire future of it because even if we get two years out of it and then, you know, we're we're having the conversation like an argument like we had last week with the whole, you know, Heronic and, and PD and all the contracts that are going to come with that, you know, we already have some problems that are about to happen. So we don't want to add some new ones and not have anything <laughs> to back ourselves up with. What about you, Teddy? Where are you at? You, you like, going to push other chips in or? Yeah, we're, we're in a funny spot, right? Because I, I feel like had we had all the chips to push in, I would be more content to push large portions of those chips in. But we have so few to begin with. We're not sitting behind that fat stack of like a power position, right? I mean, most of our assets lie in the form of like decent prospects. And, and how many of those are we going to have to move to make this happen? But it probably depends on you know, what Hughes and PD want, right? If they're looking at trying to really work on re-signing PD and, and if that's his MO and he's really stoked about going through playoffs and they think they can make it and he's got a big influence on this team, then yeah, keeping him involves having us make some sort of push to move some of our prospects or, or decent picks to, to get a valuable player. Yeah, I think for the right guy, I'd be I'd be fine to to make a move. I mean, it's got to be a guy that maybe we can have some contract control over the next couple of years, or it's going to be a guy that's going to be a, a, a hanging around for a little bit. I'm not cool for just pushing all in for a long term rental that or a short term rental. Sorry, that I'm not I'm not down with. I, I don't think they have the the capital to do that or or to play with it like they have the capital. Um, but I think selling off for for somebody that could be a part of this future, then then I would be okay with that. What do you think? Uh, it's it's tough, right? Because I feel um, when they had that success in the bubble, I, I was hoodwinked. Like I, I thought, like okay, they're starting the the opening of the window, mm-hmm. so it's 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 you know it's it, it's now. So I'm gun shy on like, is this an aberration? I, I want to see what this team and and again, they've got the wins. Um, they have performed with whoever has been in front of them at this point. Yes, they haven't played L.A. They didn't fare well versus Colorado or, Vegas. or or Vegas. So you don't really know. Are they battle tested? Not, Not really. Yet. Not really. But right? they're going to get so, a few more of those tests coming up, right? Like they're basically going to have, because they have what, five more against Vegas? Five more? Around, that many? How many do they play in the division now? Isn't it six? Is it, I didn't realize it was that high. I thought it was like four or five. Is it only five. four or five? 
But still, yeah, I think it's much, much. I think it's much less. But you're I getting carried out playoff that. series, right, for the rest of the year for a handful of teams, and you you know they're not battle tested. You're right, but they're going to have to be. They're going to see those mini tests and realize like, hey. And I think that's probably another thing too, Dan. They're going to find out like, hey, this is how we fare against these teams. Is this all we need, or do we already have, you know, Zadorov? Is he the guy that we just needed now that we didn't have, you know, a month ago? Or do we need one more thing past that that bar to put us over that bar, right? So yeah, and 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 for me, I really want to see what happens when they finally play LA. And if I'm not mistaken, that doesn't happen till is it February or or, or March? And they play them uh, grouped it's together. Late, yeah. yeah. So um, if things are kind of chugging along like they have been, that's probably a first round matchup. So how interesting is it going to see? Uh, as B to C, those two teams line up and, and how the Canucks stack up against them. Because that's the, there. you're right. That's the litmus test, right? We like asking the question right now is fun, but truly we can't know the answer to that until those games start happening. So thank goodness the trade deadline's a little bit later in the season. Yeah. Um, but like sitting right now, I think on that basis and that that ground rule of like don't sell everything for rentals, right? Uh, as long as it's somebody who can be a part of like this 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 plan moving forward i'm okay with it but that that might change if we feel like we get close to the trade deadline and we are a battle test and we prove that we can get through the colorados and the la's of the world then yeah i might be more inclined to just go for a rental that's going to help us get over the hump right some sort of you know some sort of pickup that's going to get us there i don't know who that guy is yet right i mean that's the other part of it it might be different if we get a little bit closer and we see what's available we might not be stoked about it mm-hmm yeah, yeah, totally. But I mean, um, I think you just pointed out there, uh, as, as fun as this is, does it not remind you of, of better days from years ago, right? Like, I've seen some people say, like, this is the most excited that they've been since like 2011. And talking about, you know, opening up the window and such, it remember like when Gillis came in and uh, they, they already had Luongo, uh, I think they'd missed the year before, but that that 2008 2009 season was when things really started to come together and you're like okay like this this team is, is yeah right and it's like is this what we're going through is it reminiscent of that you know it's it's uh it's just like 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 bobby lou said it's fun again mm-hmm. like hockey's fun again right we we talk about that a lot how when that happened when we acquired lou it was like wow, we've got a bona fide superstar, right? And I don't think that we all knew that the Twins were going to be what they were, right? And lo and behold, we had three on that one squad, right? And I think Vancouver is, like, very close to that. Um, maybe they're not at, like, the Sedin level, but they're, clo- they're close to having the three big pieces to build around, right? But how 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 close is the, the current, you know, not the core, but how close is the current supporting cast to getting us there? Well, that's that's the one thing that's been really nice about this year was uh, even though the last three seasons have been so painful, Pedersen was still Pedersen, yeah. right? You yeah. could see that Hughes was special. Uh, as much um, uh, belly aching as there uh, there is around JT Miller, you can't really argue with the numbers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But what was the one thing that uh, was so frustrating was just how void uh, of talent we had beyond those first two lines look at look at the bottom six like they're a threat out there they're mm-hmm. they're they're contributing in ways that you haven't seen somebody since the days of like yannick hansen and uh you know players of his ilk 
perform. And it's just it's just so nice to see, man. Well, there's you look at the Dakota Joshua's, right? Where like it, the game could be awful and like, well, he had two goals. Like, well, you know, PD didn't <laughs> score. Like you just look and you're right. You think, oh wow. Well, the game was awful, but we still won and we got some contributions from guys that aren't normally the guys. And then the next game, you know, PD and Quinn go off or Besser goes off or like it's we, we're having those games like having Casey to Smith, you know, you don't have to worry about what goaltender is in the net because they're getting elite goaltending from one guy and really good goaltending from the other guy. And the only reason we're not calling it elite is because, well, he just isn't Thatcher Demko. So, yeah, you know, exactly. we, we can't just put that stamp on like it's you got to earn the stamp, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, guys that uh, I remember discussing this with, uh, I think it was like, Ray Hat on on Twitter about Garland. I mean, it is frustrating that uh, he's he's making as much as he is, but it's nice that he's 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 now found a spot, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. he's he's. I I don't. I think he was one of those guys that uh, good player on not a great team, so he was put in probably an elevated role and uh, flourished under the minutes and is hey he got twenty three goals yeah but you put him you know with a. Uh, not that the Canucks were been contender the last two years, but in a just different environment with different players, and it's just he yeah. can't really live up to those numbers. So you put him in this slot, and he's fantastic. Still only has two goals for five million dollars a year, but um, <laughs> it's it's just it, it it's just so nice to see that, which has been again, I keep repeating myself, has been lacking for for the last three seasons. It's a good. Feeling. That's why. That's why the do the Canucks push all in question is like it's. Like, it's such an interesting question, really, because this team and the way that it's constructed right now, like, what is this current team's window, right? I mean, you know, UFA's coming up, Teddy Bluger, you know, Sam Lafferty, Dakota Joshua, Myers, who we know, Zadorov, Cole, and Casey DeSmith, right? Them, all those great supporting players that we're talking about right now that are that are really helping this roster, those guys might not be there next year. Now we're looking at filling those spots. Plus we need to look at making a trade this year. If that's what we're planning on doing, you know, I don't know what the right answer is. I think they're in, they're in a strange spot because it's not going to be the same squad next year. We know that. And that's, and that's an interesting question too, right? Because I think we are conditioned to look at teams and their windows as like, okay, well, how many cups can they win in a window? Um, But I mean, unless you're like, what was the last, back-to-back cup champions it was the pittsburgh penguins right uh and then before that i mean the closest thing you can point to a dynasty were the chicago blackhawks but they never went back to back yeah you got like pittsburgh tampa Chicago, that's right tampa Detroit. sorry tampa i always forget that i always forget that bubble year right uh hey josh sort of like, you know, it was a weird year i mean and then we're not all trying to remember that year but yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. i want to uh, we gosh we want to get some stuff going, so we were bringing. I want to make sure we get everybody here, and we're more than happy to keep you here, Dan. Too, Dan. Well, I can. I can. No, 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 no. First and first look, and foremost, look. I'm trying to get to the point. Leave a Canucks memory with us, and we. I want to make sure everybody gets. So, place an ornament on our proverbial behind us tree. What is your Canucks memory? I I would have to say it would be uh, from my very first game, and that's when I and that's when I fell in love with the uh, the sport. And the team, and that was uh, December sixteenth, nineteen eighty eight. Oh wow! It was the Canucks. It was the Canucks versus Calgary. It was a hockey night in Canada game. Uh, they lost five three. Joe Noondike scored in a penalty shot, but that was the game where Walter Bay Pratt passed away. And I remember coming out of the um, uh, the lower bowl just as he was 
being uh, stretched out and uh, the the whole conversation that was going on in the center ice club that's where they had the post game show was around him and his legacy and then the very next game they had the patch babe on their jersey so it was like being a part of a moment and that was the thing that i loved about uh hockey and, and, and connecting with it yes you got the wins and losses and everything like that but being part of moments and my first one there was a moment and I, I'd say for me, that was uh, that was probably one of my, my biggest memories. I don't know if a death is appropriate to put on a Christmas tree, but thanks you know, for let's the mood, put Dan. Babe. Let's put Babe on there. You know, like a remembrance. I feel like I like. Yeah. That. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Welcome to the show, Joshua Griffith. He's he's hello, John. How are you doing? Uh, I wish you would have told me, Josh, that you were going to try and steal my thunder with the linen jersey in the background, but whatever. That's cool. <laughs> so I'm going to. No, I was actually. I had it the other way around because I love the skate logo. And then when I saw that you had the uh, the linen jersey, I was like, oh, I'm going to flip it around. Yeah. Well, I, well, I feel like I should I got... go grab my linen jersey. You can. Dan, I'm going to remove you from, from the main screen here if you want to hang around Good. and listen. Because we've yeah. got we've got a few people here. I, everybody decided to come a little bit later. So it's, thank you. <laughs> well, I'm gonna keep I, listening because I, yeah. I want to see what if Josh just says the same shit I said. So I'm gonna, I don't, I'm gonna remove. I got a little nugget. Dan, I'm gonna remove you, but you might have to come back in. So uh, I, I don't know how to do this properly, but I'm do gonna. You gotta remove him, can't you? Just like no, I don't want to kick him. I just need to. I, I mean, I want to give everybody their proper screen time here. Let me see if maybe right. there's a way I can I do care. this. I don't care about screen time. I thought we were all gonna do. I thought it was just gonna be like a Brady bunch. You know what? We can make this. So we got Pete. Oh, oh Pete. We got Whoa. Pete from Canuck Speakeasy, and I'm gonna add one more. We're gonna get closer to the Brady Bunch here. Uh, well, we got Rob Fay. We got Rob Fay, former everything, like former Swears. everything, current awesome. So this is a lot of fun. Um, first and foremost, uh, Pete, welcome to the show as well. Rob, welcome. Thank you. Welcome to the PP1 Podcast Canucks Christmas Extravaganza. Um, what is that? Holy moly. Those are all his jerseys. There it is. Read them and weep with your oh. Trevor Linden. Wow. <laughs> he has every, there's like a Washington Capitals Trevor Linden jersey in there, I bet. Yeah, he just went the full Schwarzenegger flex that one. Guys. Yeah. Did you sell it? I did sell it. But in lieu of that, I have a uh, Eric Malik. Ooh. Oh, nice. Oh. That's a pull. The Between the Legs jersey. Yes, sir. That's where I wear it. Rob's so topical. I love it. <laughs> it's like literally the only reason. Like that's why. Like just keep people remembering. Welcome See, to the show, guys. Thank you. I'm just here to listen. This is a. Uh, everybody's just kind of doing like I'm gonna go do some dishes. I'm gonna you know maybe put on a load of laundry. We don't care. We're we're here for a good time. I, I actually why I was a little bit late because I was doing laundry and I was like oh I have to turn it off and also. My standard thing is I have to make sure that I'm in a dress shirt and doing my hair. I was actually going to wear a Rob Fay Nation, the Nation jersey or a shirt that he sent me. What a kiss ass! He brings that in late. Come on, <laughs> Pete. But no, but good I, to did, see I too. did go with the dress. I did go with the dress shirt. Man, so, it, this is this is incredible. Like this is like the who's who, not including us. But here comes the DraftKings action. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Check all available lines and odds on the DraftKings Sportsbook app for this week's games. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5. 
$50 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. This is like the who's who of what's going on in the Canucks uh, podcasting uh, world. Um, Pete Gass, how you doing, man? Good. I'm just having some microphone issues here. Oh, well, then you'd fit it right in on this show. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, good. Good, good. You know, you know you're like a hardcore podcaster. You're like, guys, I got microphone. Like, oh, this Give is, them some time. This is perfect. I had everything still set up. That's perfect. Um, guys, first and foremost, maybe we'll do a little bit of a roundtable here. Um, Joshua, like your Canucks, your Canucks memory that maybe sticks out the most for you that you could uh, place on our tree. Oh, Like it, because I was listening to your guys' first segment. So, was it like, is it kind of something that's around the Christmas time? No, no, whatever you want, man. Like, was it the Bur? Was it Burray in '94? Was it like uh, McGillney hat trick? Was it? I don't think he was alive. Yeah. Was oh. it when Darren Langdon oh, signed love, the collar of your that. golf polo? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> could be anything. I, I was I was gonna go with the um, with the. Alexander McGillney Hattrick is that like that's around the time that I started or Doug Lister like meeting you once (laughs) but um I think I'm gonna go have to go with the um (laughs) when me and Antoine I took a selfie with Antoine Roussel right at the glass and the NHL messaged me and they're like uh you guys are twins can can we like make a make a post and I got the memory of it today no kidding because you guys Oh, yeah. He got hit with the Ted disease. He's gone mute. I may have passed it off now. Yeah, it's contagious. Still still on there. He's, he's, he's fighting. Like, Rob's just like, yep, this is how she goes. This he's is, just over it now. This is how no, she this goes. Is the most podcasting ever. I love every second of it. Yeah. yeah. He's hitting. Yeah, he's one second. Um, Pete, fire away, yes. man. What do you got for a memory? Oh, man, I heard some of you guys' stories there, and uh, it kind of got me thinking, and uh, Dan's kind of got me going back to uh, the early days of being a, a Canucks fan. But I think for me, uh, growing up in Victoria, the Canucks used to have training camp in Victoria, mm-hmm. and that was, a, that was a big deal. And there was always a Canucks-Kings exhibition game for, I don't know, like whatever it was, like four years or so. But Gretzky, his first year as a King, they were, they were playing in Victoria as well. But uh, for me, it was, it was hanging out outside uh, the Memorial arena and getting autographs. And a few guys uh, were super cool about it. Uh, Trevor Linden was one of them. Greg Adams was another Kirk McLean was another. And I uh, just remember like, uh, so some of those guys really taking the time and stopping and, you know, I was like 12 years old and getting, uh, I've still got my Linden rookie autograph from, 
from him for that. But that's one that kind of really stood out. And the, the, I was going to give just a, a, a runner up to this in 94 when the Canucks got bounced in the finals. I don't know if you guys remember or know, but there was a fan appreciation day at Roger. Roger. Oh, no. <laughs> There's no way. Oh, oh man. We're, we're, we're just going great. This is, uh, it's not even my Wi Fi. When you tell the story, you got to be like this. Just got to, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Don't but, yeah. 94, they did uh, after the riots and everything. There's a fan appreciation thing at BC Place. And I was in uh, high school and I skipped high school with a couple of girls who were big uh, Canucks fans. We skipped and nice. drove over and uh, went to that. And, That's uh, smart. But those were kind of two very uh, formative uh, moments for me. But, uh, yeah, especially training camps in Victoria. Shout out to Victoria. A lot of hockey history in Victoria. There you and, go. Uh, the Canucks have a lot of ties over there. Excellent. Shout out to the island. Joshua, yeah. Um, yeah. I feel uh, that we do owe you the rest of your story, being that your microphone canceled you out for a second. Oh, or... well, it's just that, yeah, no, I got a selfie with Antoine Roussel at the glass, and the initial was like, hey, uh, you guys look like twins, and they posted it. And, and then he ended up signing my uh, jersey after the game. There you go. So that was that was pretty cool. Excellent. And, uh, yeah, that was around Christmas time. So that's kind of why I went with the that's Christmas awesome. ornament theme. That's awesome. That is awesome. Um, we're also gonna. I'm gonna see if this is gonna work. Ryan Shap is about to enter the show as well. Um, host of yeah. host of uh, Pucks on Net. He's walking somewhere downtown Vancouver. Oh yeah. Two so more, and we got Hollywood Squares here. This is yeah. Two more. Um, two Ryan, welcome, squares, welcome to the show, uh, Rob. We're, I, we gotta we gotta go because for people that were you know here uh what's you you're gonna pull out something totally random but who what was your uh, big canucks memory sundin in overtime to help yes not beat the leaf that's a good one i i was also there for that with that's my dad. that's a good that's one a good that's one. that's one of those ones where like he's one of us now yeah that's a good pull he's a top five canuck of all time isn't he well, I mean, he was like in career reputation, I suppose. Yeah, he's, he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure he went in as a Canuck. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he might get a Ring of Honor in the next two years, so we should probably hold out. We're gonna need a second ring for some of these guys. <laughs> the new arena, about, like Halloween candy. When when we get a new arena, maybe uh, they can add a second ring. That's a good pull, Rob. I like that. Oh, my top five is right here. It's Messier, Luongo, Sundin, McGillney, and Beret. And you can hit me up on Twitter because I don't add anybody. <laughs> I don't give a shit anymore, so let's do it. It's like, just bring it. I don't even care. Just Are whatever. You, is that top five NHLers that have played for the Canucks? Or is <laughs> yeah. the top five all-time yes. Canuck list? Yes, top five. <laughs> That's so awesome. R- Ryan Schapp, how you doing, buddy? I support that. I support Mark Messier. Oh, man. This is, this yeah, is getting out of Of course he did. This is getting out of hand. His stats, his, his stats speak for themselves. Mark Messier, a proven leader, a proven <laughs> champion. Uh, just don't look at his career after 1996 because he uh, was a shell of himself. Crack that bald shell right open. <laughs> no, whoa, 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 whoa. We don't have to tack hairstyles here. But yes, hey, his plan. leadership was somewhat in question. That's true. Wait, so, is the are we talking hair? Yeah, we're. I mean, most of us oh, do sorry, have hair. Oh, sorry, this is a soft spot with Dan. Ryan, uh, if you were going to pick a Canucks memory, and I hopefully you don't get attacked as you're walking down like the street, that just seems like you're in a vulnerable position right now. But uh, <laughs> what what kind of Canucks memory you got for our proverbial tree? Is it a Christmas memory? Or it's just, whatever you uh, want, man. Like, it could it's a be like memory for Christmas. I mean, maybe you're gonna talk about you hanging out with Kyle Wellwood. I don't know. 
I did hang out with Kyle Lowe, and he is a love control. Um, when I think of uh, the Canucks around Christmas time, I think of um, in 2008, my old man got me this really ugly Canucks Letterman jacket for, for Christmas. Um, it had white, bright white leather sleeves, and if you watch Seinfeld, it looks like the Yankees jacket. I know this jacket. Oh, man. George Costanza uh, wore. It looked like the bad boy. Uh, so I opened it up on Christmas, and my old man's like, yeah, I've never seen a jacket that cool. You know, it's pretty great. And then I learned that he spent like $300 on it. And I'm like, you, you oh, yeah. I, I'm not going to wear this. You can't. I, I can't accept this. And I like hit my face like, oh, my God, how am I going to get out of this? And my sister's like, oh, do you not like it? And my dad, all proud, he's like, of course he likes it. He's just check on the size to make sure it fits. <laughs> this, this is awkward. And uh, once I learned how much it costs, I had to, you know, I was riddled with anxiety because I'm like, dad, like my dad's realized, you know, he doesn't realize I'm a grown up now. I'm trying to work in sports broadcasting and I can't show up to a rink in, in this monstrosity. So like three hours later, I'm like, dad, we got to exchange this because I'm not going to let you spend $300 on something that's going to live in the closet. And we wound up doing that, and I uh, had to exchange. I exchanged it for a signed photo of Aginla and Trevor Linden on uh, Trevor Linden's last game when Aginla brought all the flames out oh, on man. the bench to congratulate him, nice. which is one of my favorite moments. So the journey to getting that frame photo, which is I think it's in storage right now, but it was a it was a hell of an ordeal that Christmas 2008. <laughs> wow, that's a good story. I thought you were oh, both. It like I don't know if anybody can tell. So Ryan Schaap, for this is the audio version. If you're listening tomorrow, it's like watching the SNL opening, and he's like, "Do he's <laughs> like walking around." I think you're on. Uh, oh, are you on? No, that's not Hornby. Um, it's uh, there we go. East, East Hastings. Hastings. Oh, oh shout out East Hastings. Watch yourself. I'm uh, in the shadows of the uh, Pacific Coliseum. Rob just added a light to his uh, his setup, so he's clearly going. Is he going to do like an NW hit out of nowhere here, or what's going to happen? I'm not quite no, sure. No, I see Dan's amazing like 4K camera, and I'm like, God, it looked like a witness protection program. <laughs> we Spielberg like camera. I got to up my game here. We've got a new addition I to the show. To, I, I almost forgot to powder I was my head. Trying to get though, taller. So that, well, it's, everybody looks so big in there. It's it's tough. Some people are just tall, though. That Dan's just tall. Uh, welcome to the show, Clay Emu, host of. Thank you. I mean, he's on a Canucks. He's on a Canucks billboard with Pepsi. Uh, Here we go. Like, I mean, go. yeah, it's everyone's so this like. This is where all the good. Yeah. This is where all the good-looking guys are tonight. This is uh, this is this is where like we we invited some girls too. So hopefully uh. They pop along. And just so everybody knows, like, we're not holding anybody hostage for staying on. If you have to leave at some point, that's fine. If you want to hang yeah, out, we've more than... Like if Ryan gets kidnapped in his parking lot? Yeah, that's... <laughs> I mean, we have video proof that we can give to the police, so that's good. Yeah, so, I mean, we would have had his last location, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> hey, how are you, buddy? That's a great-looking sweater. You got a, you got a Canuck memory haiku for us? Uh, haiku. Well, thanks, everyone. Nice to see all you guys, actually. Sure. Um Ugly sweater now. Happy to be with all you guys. Let's go, Canucks. Go. There, that's about five hundred. <laughs> oh, well done. Oh, spitting verses off the top of his head. Not at all. Nice to see you, everyone. This is <laughs> nice to see you, Clay. This is a good collection of people here. Um, 
I th- this is this is this is what it's about. This is this is a really good collection of. I mean, we talk about Canucks Twitter, but five years ago, well, pretty yeah, I guess this Uh-oh. we're in our fifth season. Ryan is that's not, oh he's back. Good, you're alive. Thank. Yeah, you. I was just checking it. Proof text. of life. Yeah, I was like, wow, that came proof. Quick. Proof of life. Wow, I'd never <laughs> thought this was gonna get so real. I felt really bad. So we're in our fifth season along with uh, Canucks Speakeasy as well, and. Um, most of you guys we had didn't know, obviously. I, in fact, I'm sure all of you we didn't know. And now we're doing something like this where we can kind of reminisce on stuff that uh, we've all been through. I mean, look what the Canucks have done in the last five years, let alone like the last season. And now we're all here. Like everybody's got a smile on their face. Ryan's still alive. That's great. And, <laughs> you know, we look at the, the Rob Faze of the world. We look at the Joshua Griffiths. Dan, you know, had a book club. Uh <laughs> which I just, no, no, that was not me. That was not me. That was a completely different. Well, I mean, you're part of a bookish club. I mean, Clay, well, like even the the you know the depths that or the not depths the the heights that Clay has jumped to. Mm. I mean, this is such a great collection of people, and I think uh, it's pretty cool that these are the people you get to chat with, um, you know, on our Canucks Twitter, and that seemed to be where most of us tend to converse on. But I mean, the people that are covering sports now or covering the news or what have you. This is a pretty good group of people, and I think, uh, you know, check everybody's shows out, whether you're watching Game Over or you're watching, uh, you know, or checking out podcasts like Pucks on Net or you're watching NEW Wrestling, which, Ted, we still got to figure out a way to get down there to watch that. I was just going to say, why has that not happened? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's tough. Like, we got to make it happen, though. We got to dedicate ourselves and just, like, you know, ditch our families for a weekend and just make that happen. So, promise you, we will get to one of those. Hey, if you guys are going to make the pilgrimage... I'm in. That's because true. That was one of my biggest regrets is every time there was a uh, NEW show, I always had my kid with me, and they're not all ages shows. So uh, I was unfortunately unable to make it to one. But, hey, guys, I'm down. If you guys want to do a road trip, I, I would love to catch a show at the uh, Commodore Ballroom. Man, kids are so selfish. They are. But they ruin everything, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, uh, Clay. I had hair once. We're going to, we, well, I mean, some of us are, will never get rid of it. People like me, I, I could give it away for free and I'd still keep getting some stuff back. Clay. Okay. 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 Clay, you need to rub it in, man. I know. It's all right. Clay, what's, cool. uh, what's your Canucks memory? It doesn't have to be Christmas related, but, uh, what, what is one of those ones that really sticks out for you? I think it was the whole 94 run. I was, uh, 28 years old, 20, yeah, 20 years old, 30 years ago. Yeah, the Bure goal, and then I remember Game 7 against the Rangers rushing home from UBC. I was a UBC business student, and it was me, my brother, my friend, Rich. We rushed home as soon as we could. My dad had the TV waiting for us. We watched. We watched them lose 3-2, and then we were kind of mad for a couple of minutes, but then we went outside, played street hockey, got our all of our frustrations out, and I, I think from there that set me up for both joys and, and disappointments of following the team for the past 30 years. So it was the 94 run for sure. Pretty much to a T, I think, for a lot of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh i mean yeah. that's i mean my my uh twitter handle kind of says always 94 like to me it was it always came back to that thankfully we've had 2011 since then but it really doesn't roll off the tongue quite <laughs> the same way so i've just kind of stuck with that and uh thankfully this show is most of us, us uh, sort of cut you off most of us are in the same age uh range other than uh josh who's just turned 18 congratulations <laughs> thank you um yes. but uh just 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 going through going through the 94 run 19, Dan, because i'm drinking yeah <laughs> oh i did 
didn't want to sell you out there. Sorry, buddy. Uh, uh, most of us uh, have that strong connection to 94. Um, where does it compare to you versus 2011? Because for me personally, uh, I, I look back on 94 much more fondly than I do 2011. Um, maybe it's because 2011, we had this, this feeling that this was the year it was going to happen. Whereas 94 kind of came out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And the fact that uh, they got down in that series and they were able to claw back and game seven versus the Rangers was such an epic. Whereas in 2011, after the first two games, it was such a base plant. So how do you guys, how do you guys rate the two runs that we, that we lived through for the Mars? Cause I, I didn't, I didn't really witness 82. I, I wasn't really locked in. So we'll point. go with Pete first. Pete, so, what do you, where, sure. where do you rank? So at? 94 for me was probably more special as well. And I think one of the things is I really remember 89, the Joel Otto game seven, right? Like that was five years later, which relatively short in hockey terms, we were back at it. And that Canucks team evolved from 89 to 94 relatively quickly as well. Like they became good. Pavel Bure came in, was our first superstar. Mm -hmm. And then he gets that game seven, overtime goal and then there's you know he also gets the elbow in shane churla in the minnesota series and then you beat the leafs in in with the greg adams goal and then greg adams just say that one more time again. just say that again say Beating that again the leafs in five. Oh like god greg adams, so good greg adams does it again the next game and then that incredible game six where there's that series where it looks like the canucks have scored and the rangers go back and scores and there's the hit through the glass like there was just so many things about that and the league was still different right at that time we didn't talk about salary caps or, or anything PDO. other than really like, yeah, like just like, you know, it was just what was happening on we the ice about and REO. how you got your information was very different. You know, I was on IRC group chats, you know, dialing in with uh, the modem, like the old, you know, and, and, and typing in my thoughts on Sergio Mameso. But I think for me, uh, like 94 still was a bit of a surprise how it all happened. And um, yeah, for me, it's still more special than 2011 in a yeah. lot of ways. They were supposed to win in 20. Yeah. It did piss it away. And we did like a three hour deep dive on that whole Stanley Cup final. And it was something that there were injuries and they just couldn't score, but they pissed it away and they got cocky and they invited their family for game six and, and all that stuff. And they counted their chickens and so did ownership. And it's just like, that's why there's this guttural, shitty response to 2011, which you know, up to a few years ago, we were in the shadow of, but now, now that's, you know, that was 12 years ago. There's three active players from that Stanley Cup final that are still playing. So it's, it's nostalgia. It's classic rock. But yeah, 94 was a, a positive, fun Cinderella story that, you know, they had a good team, but it did come out of nowhere. And plus we were all y way younger then. So it's just mm -hmm. all, it's like, it's Disney. It's, it's, uh, it's just, fiction it was easy to, to to take and it was easy to forget about like it was sad that we got over it but with what happened in 2011 it was just guttural heartbreak your worst divorce your you know uh falling out with friends or nothing going your way so mm -hmm. it it sucks rob i like how it's the worst divorce too like yeah not my second yeah. like maybe my third was like the worst divorce <laughs> rob you've you've got a different take on it i'm sure too well, I just moved to Vancouver in 94, and so I didn't have the connection to the players the way that probably all of you guys did for the simple fact that I was still an East Coast guy. Landed in Vancouver, and a couple of months later, the Canucks go on this, like, unbelievable run. 
But then you fast forward to 2011 and think of all the things that led to getting to the Stanley Cup final as well. Like those are iconic moments as well. Alex Burrows and the game seven there. I mean, there, there are things that I think make that run special. The fact that they had the expectation for sure is an issue. But I'll never forget this. Like to me, and I'm such a, a, a person that believes in this. Luongo saying pump my tires or pump his tires. That to me, I'll never forget. That was the biggest swing in the entire series. And the fact that he pissed off Tim Thomas and yeah, karma's a bitch, man. And I'll never forget hearing that comment thinking that's not going to end well. And it didn't. I didn't expect the riots either, but I just remember <laughs> the 48 hours, or the 72 hours or whatever it was. You could just feel the air come out of this city. It was unbelievable. It was almost like in Vancouver because we had lost so many times before. You knew it was going to happen. You just didn't think it was going to be that much of a kick in the nuts. Yeah. And I mean, Clay, yeah. Clay, I and then Josh will get to you in a second. Clay, I mean, you you cover this team in in a pretty unique way as well. And I mean, yeah. I mean, you're on a billboard now. So like, what 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 was it like for you before you hit superstar? I'm like 2011 and 94. <laughs> well, actually, I wonder for Rob's point uh, because um, yeah, Rob, I agree with you. That came out of nowhere. It didn't have to be said. It was just kind of strange it was just really really strange and really shifted things for sure i i love what you guys said 94 we, we were the underdogs 2011 we were the favorites 94 don't forget um we had the not even the stench of 82 but 82 we weren't supposed to be there at all and we ended up getting swept mm -hmm. by the islanders so those of us old enough to remember 82 82 did not have the same bad feeling for us in 94 that 94 had for us in 2011 if mm -hmm. you see what i mean so yeah. i think in 94 we were still like okay this is good this is sure don't even count 82 Whereas in 20, 2011, we're like, oh, we got to erase 1994. So I think all those things are, and yeah, it goes without saying, the way that we covered the team, the way that we got our info, and there's just so much more, both good and bad, uh, so much instant reaction, vitriol, joy, whatever, euphoria. It, everything was just magnified and amplified. We were all, no wonder the riot happening. Everyone was just walking around so wound up so tightly. So that makes it exciting if you win, and it makes it horrible if you lose. And, and obviously, we know what happened. Joshua, I mean, because how, where, how old were you for '94? I can't remember. I'm not, uh, not trying to was, joke. I'm just trying to remember. Sorry. I was six. Six. So okay. Actually, it, it's funny. So I was. My dad is a is a huge Leafs fan. So I grew up every Saturday watching Leafs games. Good so man. I was probably no different out, than now. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. No different than now. I'm still Good watching. Man. Someone's got some stories. Um, yeah. <laughs> And so um, 94 is like when I was just like right in elementary school and we were all playing like road hockey, ball hockey. I didn't really get into ice hockey yet for a couple more years. And the, the Canucks 94 run like just enthralled me and watching Pavel Burry and McGillian, Trevor Linden. I mean, that's why I got the jersey on the in the back there. Like Kirk McLean. I was like, oh, my God, like this is this is what the sport can be like. Like I don't have to watch these stupid Leafs. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and like, it just like, it, it got me psyched. Like I didn't really, the, the whole riot thing didn't really resonate with me after that because I, I, I was too young and like my dad just turned off the TV and stuff. Um, but the, that's definitely the one, even though I was older and kind of more into sports for the 2011 run, it would just get, like like what Clay was saying, just like we expected it almost to be that. And what Rob was saying, we expected that. And but the '94 run was just so majestic. Absolutely. Um, here's an interesting question. These I 
Everybody's got such thoughtful answers. I love this. Ted, I haven't heard you talk in a while, so maybe I'll get you to start this. Um, good friend of the show, uh, runs the Do Did Will podcast, uh, also uh, on our, our other network where we have our football show, um, former neighbor of mine as well, good friend. Brent, he's got three questions, and we'll start this. 2011 team, was are they the best team to never win a cup? I'm going to ask, ask the second one here as well. If Schneider starts games three or four, do they win? And then the third is who is the Burroughs Kessler now? So let's let's tackle the the 2011 best team to never win a cup. Uh, Ted, I'm going to start with you, and then uh, we'll get to Dan, and then maybe uh, Rob. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's the best team to to never win, but it's got to be pretty close. I mean, uh, I mean, you think about Marion Hosa jumping ship from Pittsburgh and and Detroit. And I mean, some of those Tampa teams that, that didn't win it, like there were some very, very good teams that never won. But I feel like just because of our knowledge of that, that 2011 team, how complete it was like right down to the very last guy on the roster to the fact that they were carrying around, you know, Ballard as a seventh defenseman who <laughs> never really popped. And we talked about trading him a million times. It feels like it was pretty close, right? The fact that the second question is like, if they started Corey Schneider, you know, could they have won those games? I mean, we're talking about a, you know, an all-star level goalie that was was a backup for that squad that hadn't popped yet because he hadn't had the opportunity. So, I think it was pretty close. Um, I, I I don't feel like I know enough about the ins and outs of everyone's rosters, but I I just know that the roster gymnastics that they had to go through, even to keep guys like Sammy Salo um, off the squad, and then him magically getting healthy as soon as IR spots freed up, and so on and so forth, means that there was just a crazy amount of talent on that roster. And I know that that the cap plays a role in that, um, that there's probably better teams when cap wasn't a factor. But I think in the cap, the salary cap era, it, it probably is one of, if not the best team to never win. Dan? Well, uh, again, like Ted said, I mean, we, we follow the Canucks so closely. The only thing I can really uh, think as far as teams that – not even never uh, won, just never really had a chance. I, I think of the Winnipeg Jets of the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, they were stuck in the Smythe division with the, uh, you know, Oilers and, and, and Flames. And, and those Jets teams were actually really good, man. Dale Howarchuk, Thomas Dean. Uh, they had a lot of underrated uh, players that, you know, were overshadowed by the stars of, um, you know, that era, right? Speaking of the uh, the teams in Alberta, but um, it's funny, you know, uh, this one play. Not a lot of people talk about it. This was a real turning point for me, I think, for the uh, 2011 uh, failure, if you will. That first period in Boston, Canucks played very well, and uh, the, we had the Rome hit. They killed that penalty off, and after that penalty, they had quite a bit of momentum to finish the period. The thing that I, I, I never forget was the Canucks won the opening faceoff in the second period. Puck goes back to Edler. He goes to make an outlet pass. His stick breaks. Mm-hmm. Puck slides. The Bruins keep it in. Comes around to the point of Ference. He fires it on net, and then they were off to the races. I always wonder if that stick didn't break, <laughs> what would have happened? You know, that's just that's uh that's that's pretty much my uh you know my perspective on on that whole uh best team to never win it's tough to say right because uh the injuries and then just the momentum shift but yeah i don't know rob i don't want to tighten or a christian or something like that probably never would have broke everything would have been exactly fine. if you would have got the canadian tire special who knows yeah sometimes sometimes you just need those quality items rob Best team to never win. What's the question again? Best team to never What's win. The Best team to never win. 
2011 Canucks? Yeah. I would say so. Hall of Fame goaltender, Sedin's in their prime. Kessler's a monster. BX is a monster. Burroughs is a shit server. I mean, you look at that team all across the board. Even their defense was underrated that year. I thought they were pretty good. But let's remember in game seven, they didn't score at all. Nope. That to me, like you, you talk about, oh, you know, this, that, and the other. The fact is, all of those guys that I just mentioned didn't step up. That was the game where you need to have your stars step up. I, I have this conversation all the time. And you, your stars got to be there in game seven. And they went into their shell. This is why I said a, a little bit earlier, you could feel the energy suck out of the city. And you could also feel it with that team. Game seven, one game to win the Stanley Cup. And those guys don't show up. They had 37 shots on net. But you got to get one past Tim Thomas, even if uh-huh. you got to like put a body on him or something. And they just didn't do it. They got shoved around. They got beat up. And, and that, to me, is like definitive. You can't call them the greatest team ever if they pitch a shutout in game seven. That's I true. Maybe I'm just biased, but... That's a, that's a fair comment, though. I mean, best mm-hmm. team to never win. But yeah, you're right. I mean, that was, that was a pretty deflating shutout, too. Like, it got to the point where you just, you're like, all right, let's get it over with. Like, we lost. As a fan base, when it was one nothing, you knew it was done. Yeah, it was yeah. just they just did they just didn't have anything. Yeah, they were done. Yeah, I was I was in the building that night, and you could feel the energy just as the game went on. You knew, uh, maybe not at one nothing, but certainly halfway through the game, you knew, and the crowd was just it was somber in there. It was quiet. Just on the uh, Schneider thing, there's no way Schneider was getting the game three start, but game four, I I think personally, I think he maybe should have started that game. That's a good call. And yeah, you know, the Luongo thing's funny too, right? Because he was one way, one win away from potentially winning the Conn Smythe, one loss away from being like, you know, the reason they lost on so many people's minds, right? So really, really, really hit and miss. But the fact that they did have a second goaltender that could have carried the load if they needed it to, just never went that way, is probably a testament to how good that roster was. That's for sure. Um, let's throw this out then to the group. Uh, maybe uh, Josh and Pete, we can head you guys up to start on this one. Bur- who's the Burroughs and Kessler now? I think Burroughs is uh, Hoaglander, if he keeps playing like this. I think uh, Hoaglander's got a, a lot of that in him. Um, you know, kind of a smaller, speedier guy who can score and be a bit of a pain in the ass. Other teams seem to not like him. So <laughs> I think... True. I think Hoaglander, I mean, there's a lot of like Kessler Miller comparisons, but they're still really different players, but Miller is probably the closest. Um, but there's a lot, there's, there's a, there's some similarities in, but it's not quite as like cut and dry, you know, like there's certain things like Kessler is the better defensive player, but Miller is the better setup man. They're both pretty good at scoring. Uh, it's just like they're not they're not quite the same, but if you had to choose, Miller is Kessler and I think Hoaglander is Burroughs. Mr. Joshua Griffith, what do you think? Oh, I would agree with the the Hoaglander is Burroughs analogy because he's playing up in the lineup, right? He's you know, he's he's a gritty player. He had to prove some stuff. He had to go down to the AHL last year, and he, he's now on the top line. He's in sh- showing what he needs to do, right? Um for the the Kessler comparison, that that's a tough one. Like, I mean, I guess JT Miller, like he's pretty close, but I think JT Miller is a lot more skilled than than Ryan Kessler ever was. I mean, maybe in spurts we saw it from Kess, but I, I I'm gonna say like just I mean in the short sample size, I'm gonna say Pia Suter. 
Um, mm. He's just kind of like shown something where he can be a, like a good defensive player, but also add a little bit of offense and just kind of like up his game when he needs it. Kind of deal. Not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I, I never would have went there. Yeah, I can. Uh, yeah. That's does any Does one. anyone else have a Dan or Rob or Clay? Do you guys have a a spot on this? I'll question? offer up. Uh, offer up Sam Lafferty as a Burroughs Light. He also Ooh, played yeah. up in the lineup. Burroughs Light. Play, Burles like that. Yeah, that's so. Good. Got to play <laughs> a different style game. Lafferty is very, uh, he's very fast. He's probably the fastest uh, A to B skater on the team, and maybe uh, some of Burroughs' grit. But the fact that. Similar, got to play with PD and Mikheyev, had a cup of coffee with them. And the kind of guy that you just kind of root for and maybe he's going to be an unsung hero. Yeah, I, I like the Hoglander comparison better, but I'll, I'll offer Lafferty as a as an alternative there. There you go. That's a good pick. Rob. How come nobody likes Connor Garland? I was just going to say, that I, was going to be mine. Can we not so throw Connor I, Garland's name in the hat for this one? I, I would have, but Connor Garland doesn't have the finishing touch of Alex Burroughs. Garland is a fantastic forechecker, a fantastic skater, a pest. I He's really like what Connor Garland brings, but Burroughs is a 20 goal man. And I don't think Connor Garland is maybe he's maybe a 10 goal man. I, that, that was the other thing I would, I did think of Garland as well, but I think Hoglander's just got more of that finish that Burroughs has. But think of it like being a pest and think of it just yeah. being on the, you know, Controlling taking on the other play. guys, top lines and breaking them down. Like I, you're right. He's not a 20 goal guy, but man, I'll tell you what, he's an agitator. I want there him. Is take that next level i just so do i 100 oh so badly we got it we got a new guy guys just i mean a part of him is he's he's kind of snake bitten but he also uh he's the king of taking shots from low percentage places uh, <laughs> like, he yeah, really he's like is. the mason raymond of this uh yeah whoa, he kind of whoa, is whoa. in in one of his first games as a canuck i remember uh garland scored from a really weird angle and it was like when his first came over it was like he's pretty much at the goal line and then I feel like Detroit, that goal yeah. just made him think like oh, I can score from anywhere. And then for like the rest of the year, he's trying these super sharp angle shots, uh, but he he doesn't really shoot from high percentage places. So that that's for me is the biggest difference. But yeah. I do love uh, what Connor Garland brings. I, I don't love his cap hit for what he brings, but I love what Car- 4. Connor four point nine. To me, to me, Connor Garland is the guy who understands the assignment, right? I mean, yeah, he he is like he he's Alex Burrows on the third line before he got promoted. Right, doing all of those things, except he's not nearly as scrappy, right? But that that same idea, those teams, those lines aren't getting scored on. They're 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 producing, they're getting the puck down low, they're annoying as hell to play against. He brings up other players around him, and and it's like every time they're on the lights finish the shift, it's the face off for you know one or two in the offensive zone. I, I mean, I'm I'm here for it all day, Connor Garland. Is, can I just say something here? You guys are going on and on and on about Connor Garland. Jordan Bowman just joined the show. From Trust the Process, fellow THPN members, uh, Jordan, uh, thank you so much. Oh, (laughs) jeez. You guys uh, need to step your game up with intro music. That just follows me everywhere I go. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Hello. What's going on, everybody? See some familiar faces here? No, no fights. Merry Christmas, Bowman. Man, it's good to see you. I heard Connor Garland when he's mentioned seven times. I have to show up. It's like yeah. a handyman. <laughs> so, so it's seven is it's the six. number. Oh, they're gonna say it yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. How's everybody doing? Excellent. Your show's doing pretty well this season. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's great to hear your voice. It's a uh, it's a nice, refreshing, uh, you know, soothing feel, knowing that uh, we're not going to be like grilled and have some sort of test where we're all going to be 
um, worried about what's going to happen the next couple minutes. Yeah, here, so. that's the other guy. Yeah, that's the other guy. I don't, I don't, I don't do that. Yeah, Rob I'm... Fay, what's going on, sir? Just chilling, man. I'm here for Joshua. That's why I showed up. I got nine messages <laughs> saying that he was about to join. I'm like, fuck, I better show up. <laughs> Clay Emu, how are you, sir? I'm good. How are you, brother? I just watched Big Old Goal. Great performance oh, there. Oh my <laughs> goodness! Yeah, yeah. Throwback. Nice to see that. Nice yeah. to see you, bro. Good to see you too. What's going on, Pete? Hello, Dan. I don't think we've formerly uh, met, but uh, why not a little box on a night like tonight? Yep. Nice, Merry, man. Merry I'm, Christmas. I'm Happy holidays. Yeah, yeah, I'm admiring too. those Captain America shields. I just picked one up the other day. And I believe, yeah. don't you have two Infinity Gauntlets as well? I do. Uh, <laughs> obviously i'm just for the people that don't know um bowman's a bit of a, a connoisseur oh, for me just having a bit of a reach here <laughs> i reach forward here. there we go <laughs> it's nice. it's funny that nice. it's literally that he's got two it's great that's fantastic you need like it. do you have a left and a right hand i do well because iron man's was the right hand and Thanos was the left hand. Yeah, baby. Oh my god, man, that's got to pull in like chicks, eh? It has to. Yeah, I I need these to fight them off. Yeah, <laughs> so many ladies' line forms to the left. It's uh, <laughs> on the audio version of this, so you just can't appreciate it. The video version, <laughs> but is, that's what I'm going with. It's. Do you have you ever like given like a good back rub with those things? It's the infinity gun. Like you do whatever you want. Yeah, that's true. No, they don't. They don't get in there deep enough. This is super so. creepy right now. It's really <laughs> creepy. Um, Jordan, if you were going to throw a, a Canucks memory, we're, and we'll throw you into the obvious Canucks chat because we can't help ourselves, but like, do you have a Canucks memory that really, you know, hits home for you, that really, you know, like tugs at your heartstring, at the cockles of your heart? I do. Mostly in the sub-cockle area. Oh, okay. But, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with – I'm sure the bi- a lot of the big ones and stuff have been shared, and I know this one didn't end up too well. But I'm going to throw back to that playoff series against the Red Wings in – was it 02? Oh, no. O-2. You're not going there. Yeah. I'm going, like, before things went south. Oh, okay. When they won that second game. Yeah. The swagger, the why not us mm-hmm. of it all. Like, hey, they could, I mean, they crashed back down to earth pretty hard. Yeah. But I got to tell you, when they won game two and went up 2 nothing against the, like, all-powerful Detroit Red Wings, I uh, felt invincible. I honked my that car horn great. at a soccer practice. I remember that day. Yeah. It wasn't even my <laughs> soccer practice. It was my sister's. Or, or your car. It was, it was my parents' <laughs> Chrysler dynasty, let's be honest. So I remember just <laughs> hanging out with some friends. And like I said, a lot of it was, you know what? Like, why not? Maybe they can. Two nothing up is not impossible. They could. Maybe they could do this. Yeah, F Detroit. They're not that good. <laughs> yeah, I felt so confident. I spent five hundred bucks on game three tickets. Oh ah! no, I regret Ooh. that person. <laughs> Very somber. Yes, things did not go well for but my. But what if? What if they would have won game three? I believe. What if they would have possibly swept? The Red Wings back in that season. How about it? But yeah, which was a possibility when they went up two nothing in that series. Too bad we Joshua didn't have that Olympic song, yeah. the I Believe one back then. Yeah, Josh just funny <laughs> watching it because they're up two nothing, and then all you're hearing from any like Canuck players is just like, "Yeah, we got a chance. We're in this thing. It's a game." And then any interview that came out of Detroit was like, "Yeah, we're not worried. This could be yeah, this is gonna be. This is all gonna be fun. Like two. Yeah. It's Hope like it's a dangerous thing. We'll man. spot Hope you three. Yeah, yeah, we'll spot you yeah. three if you really want." 
Uh, yeah. Joshua, do you remember O2 vividly? O2? These, oh. All these stories come back to you. you you're realizing that now, right? We're, we're going to... We're putting you on this. It's like, this is the ultimate test. Like, where do I fit in? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Rob's, just, like, uh... Rob's just eating away here. He's like, and I'm not please. Talking, no, I'm like, no, I don't have a no, cough no. button. I don't know what to do with my... And I'm not you know talking about game three, four, five, or six. Those games are to get them out of here. Yeah, let's no, pretend they didn't happen. Those first two. Yeah. I think in, in around round or two, that was when I was like getting big into football in high school. Okay. So I got out of hockey a little bit. That was a good time. You picked a good time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have been better, actually. Couldn't have been better. Yeah. That's that's a good so, one. Like, because prior to that, it was like the Brendan Convery and Harry York years. So he decided well, to do that. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Um, so like, oh, two, that was so like what Bowman was talking about. That was like the Detroit series. Because I remember that. If that was O2. It yeah. was. Okay. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. That was, I thought they'd be good. I think that was when like I hit my breaking point and then I was like, no. That's I'm, what was I'm, your I'm breaking point. That's just where they were getting good again. <laughs> Damn. Uh, he never really recovered from Messier leaving. I think yeah. that was it. He was like, all right, I'll stick around. I actually around, I I guess, really like the team with I actually yeah. really liked the team when Messier was there. What parts and why? <laughs> I don't know. That I was. That's when I was actually playing ice hockey. So I was like, oh, the Canucks. Mark Messier plays ice hockey. So do I. Yeah. So I play ice hockey. You model your game after him. If I can get paid a lot of money to just, barely just contribute one, at all. One second, guys. Yeah. Um, Ryan Shap did drop out of the chat. I just got a text. Proof of life. He's alive. He says, ha ha, I am safe. So that's good. Yeah, just, I just wanted I everyone to know really because he dropped that. out. I like, I, getting it done I like how he just it. disappeared walking down East Hastings. We were all just like, just yeah. carried on. So, ah, shooting the shit. Nobody, whatever. nobody phones him or anything. Yeah, nothing. Like, oh, so he did yeah, give me proof. He's gone. He did well, give me proof here. of life. Yeah. So I just wanted to make sure everybody was aware that Ryan's right. going to be okay. He will. Tell him we're all greatly relieved. Yeah. it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> This is a real time thing. Like, what do you mean a guy just up up and disappeared on a show? Like, that's that seems normal. Like, no, this was actually serious. So. Were we concerned for his safety? Well, Ryan, <laughs> he actually uh, things I feel like he stepped, in general. He stepped in sure an this elevator. Is how forensic Files episodes start. Yeah, the first 48, like, well, we, he was on a podcast. Okay. Did he, did he Irish exit off of the podcast? <laughs> yeah, we're going to kind of a Sopranos exit where my computer crashes. Like, what just happened here? Oh. You know. well, he sh- and, he, and he showed us, like, where he was. Oh, he too, just said, like... that's funny. He goes, so Irish goodbye to LOL. <laughs> oh. so, that's, that's on brand for everyone. Thank you, uh, thank you for making that uh, an opportunity. Um, what were we talking about? I, I was kind of rude there. I apologize. Yeah, I missed a bunch of stuff you guys were talking about because yeah, we were I, talking uh, about Garland, and then we got Bowman's uh, Bowman's. We're up by two. Oh, good. I'm glad um, I missed all the Garland. And we saw shit. the Affinity Gauntlet, so we were there. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's a lot. Oh, you that pulled him out, Bowman. What about yeah. uh, what about Drukin in uh, in 01? Drukin scoring an <laughs> OT in the last game of the season to clinch the playoffs. That was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, do you remember when Burt Robertson leveled that guy in the corner? No, Burt Robertson. That's a, good, a fun game. This is all naming here. Uh-oh. It's like, you know, it's like all guys do is just name athletes all the time. Like, that's exactly what we yeah. do. It's like, uh, we're going to talk about football. Ronald Kennings. Oh, both of them. Ronald <laughs> yeah. Kennings. Ronald Kennings. Yeah, both yeah. of them. 
There you go. Guys, I already listened to Donnie and Dolly this morning. I don't need to hear old, yeah. old hockey when, player uh, names. Remember when Roman Oxuda went roof daddy on Guy Bear? That was great. <laughs> I, mean, I was man. excited about that trade, too. <laughs> Did the DNA <laughs> test come back and prove that he was roof daddy? I thought it was inconclusive. <laughs> You are not we the find roof father. You're not the roof daddy. You are not the roof daddy. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Oh man, this 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 went off the rails in a very good yeah, you're way. You're losing control of this thing. Right? I know it's it's tough. You get you get all your friends to just have a good time. It's like our football show last night. Uh, by the way, so separate network, which is fine. If you guys aren't watching our fantasy football show, that helps no one. Last night, I got to plug this because we ended that show crying. We were laughing so hard. Probably our best show, Ted, I'd say. Probably not. Okay. So, <laughs> oh, just buried him. <laughs> that's not going to help. It was a show. That's not going to help the, the viewers, Ted. You're really not helping us out. So, like content-wise, content, no, but the laughter was hilarious. So it was, uh, yeah, content-wise, probably not our best one. But uh, there there was a moment about halfway through that uh, likely will go down in show history. So feel free to check that out uh, in your time. It's only an hour long. You don't have much to lose. Everybody's got, got nothing to do during this Christmas season. Some of you are already off for the holidays, possibly. I'm not. I have two more days of work. I don't know what I'm going to do for the next two days. It dragged on today. So I'm going to probably take up crochet. Yeah, good call. I usually just sit around and like refresh podcasts just all day. Mm-hmm. Looks like green dot. Come in, uh, and then when it comes in, I'm all over. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a good idea. So um, you refresh it, and when it comes in, you don't listen to it. <laughs> You're like, oh, there it is. I read the description. Oh, I don't I don't Maybe yeah, I'll I'll check that out later. Maybe first. We brought in a puzzle today. Ooh, that's the, <laughs> it's a great way to kill the day. Yeah, Fortis, uh, a Fortis puzzle. Just like, all right, if I can get this one, this person gets power today. This is awesome. It's an actual real puzzle. How many pieces, work. Dan? How many pieces is this puzzle? Uh, do you know what? I thought I'd start off with about 500. I didn't want to bring in the thousand. I thought that was a little <laughs> bit too well. At that, and it was a Star Wars one. I was like, I didn't Ooh. need that kind of heat and oh, the new I mustard. Like that. So. Okay. Have you ever seen those white puzzles where they're like a thousand pieces just white? Never. Yeah, no, that's psychotic. <laughs> like, I was gonna say, like, who comes that's up like, with that? Yeah, that's a good <laughs> gift for a serial killer. Like, I'm into this. Yeah, all it's white like, pieces, this... perfect. <laughs> You're like, no, the some of them are off white. You can actually tell if you look hard enough. You're like, no, you can't. <laughs> Doesn't so take Ben Affleck put one routine. together in The Accountant? Yeah. Ben Affleck oh. puts together one as a child in The Accountant. I mean, fewer references to movies. Wow. Yeah. Bowman should, Bowman should know that reference. You, you yeah. I remember going to see The Accountant having no idea what I was going to watch and being pissed off to begin with. And it turned out to be like a pretty fun movie. Not oh, bad. Yeah. Hey, yeah, walk yeah. me walk me through your daily routine. Well, I wake up in the morning and I take a cold shower and then I eat a bowl of special K with no milk or anything, just dry, and then I build an all white piece puzzle. That's what I do. Yeah, that that frightens me to to no end. I so there's no like assets and liabilities at all. Like it, could I watch this instead of like going to college for accounting or it's an actual you're movie. missing you're missing you're missing it you should oh. probably just watch it i should probably just watch it yeah, yeah. or you could uh rob yeah. are you still doing uh are you still doing your 8-bit art have you hung up that yet or no uh oh that's great stuff i just I like we're talking about hobbies for a second while, here i had one speaking speaking of asking rob about his many talents is he still doing his hairdressing too oh yeah First of all, I fight anybody that calls it hairdressing. I'll let Rob get him. 
I just bought a canvas. So I was going to do another one. I hadn't done one for a while. But yeah, man, I still cut people's hair like all the time. But what? everybody wants the exact same haircut. High fade. They want like uh, they want like fades on the side, which is pain in my ass. But it's all good. Well, half the guys in here don't need a haircut, so yeah, I'm like not everybody. I'm, I'm almost. There. <laughs> I'm almost there, man. I've got a five head now. I don't have a four head anymore. <laughs> That's it's excellent. all good. But no, nah, okay. man, I'm just grinding. Ever since I started at the news station, I'm like a fish out of water. Like I'm like, are we ever gonna talk sports here? They're like, ah, sports doesn't draw numbers. And I'm just like, so what are we going to talk about today? They're like, we're going to talk about housing. We're going to talk about the yeah. price of groceries. I'm like, fucking awesome. You know? <laughs> talk about how many groceries Connor Garland can afford on his contract. <laughs> well, I feel like we all need to like get down there and be all in one spot. It's, what, it's January 27th is the next big event, right? NEW, Rob? Yeah. Maybe we can all yeah. be down there around that same time. It'd be cool to go check that out, I feel like. As long as well, there's no grocery talk and housing talk, I don't want to talk about that. I work at a grocery store. You guys know that, right? Yeah, but I, but we can talk about the grocery store, but I don't want to talk about the price of groceries. Joshua, top five favorite groceries. Go. Yeah, right oh, now. man. Top five favorite aisles, Joshua. Fresh, favorite aisles. Fresh what romaine. code for Granny Smith apples? Fresh romaine. I, fresh, um, not, not. 4017. Oh, it's ah, I knew, I knew he's, he knew that. He's so I knew good. It was a four. Wait, hold on, hold on. This... He could have just pulled numbers out of his ass. We didn't know that's true. Could be anything. I trust well, I, him. He's got a trusty face. Here, what's the uh, what's the phone number for your four, grocery five, store? I will call them five, right now. They're close. Four five seven six. That's the code for celery sticks. <laughs> oh, that rhymes. Oh, four five God. six two. Carrots are good for you. Oh, oh okay, okay. Dirty cabbage because it's forty sixty nine. Oh. Ah, <laughs> sex joke. I get it. What came first, the numbers or the rhymes? Yeah. Like, did you like? Okay, we need something for cabbages. It's dirty. Yeah. Oh uh, my god. Got to end it to sixty-nine. Or we no. put it on the tag, but then I but but now that I work at a health food store, I have to put organic dirty cabbages. Ooh, that I I've I want to have a joke there, but I it's it's not. It's the tip of my tongue. It's the tip of my tongue. I'm just trying to figure out what I should say. It's the tip of my tongue. Just like the dirty cabbage. Yeah, exactly. okay, you guys want a dad joke? Are you dad? Uh, Always. Yeah. Always. Okay. Well, what did the vegetables say at the garden party? <sighs> Let us turn up the beat. Oh, man. I might steal that. That's not Nailed terrible. It. It's, it's <laughs> not bad. It, I mean, it hits, just not hard. So, yeah. hey. The Canucks are a point out of first overall, eh? <laughs> yeah. Fun, fun time. Hold on. Well, what day of the year is it? Yeah. Oh, by the way, folks, it's December the 20th, 2023. The Canucks. What? A year ago, we were talking about Connor Bedard maybe being a Canuck. Now we're talking about maybe he'll want to leave Chicago to come play for the juggernaut that is the current Vancouver Canucks. Um, you guys, this has been a lot of fun. Rob is doing like I think he's pulling a Ryan Shap and he's gonna do a tour of his. He's uh, walking around his house. He's, he's getting his step count in. Look at how much swag. I he's got. probably gonna show us. <laughs> like I was gonna say, he's, he's probably gonna... all over the place. Look at him go. What am I flexing? Oh Jesus! Clay's I'm drinking like... a Pepsi, no doubt. Of course. Yeah. Oh, is this, just this, guys. <laughs> My collection of. It's like oh, this rings. this is the I ball Joe played. Carter hit when they won Woo! the World Series. Mm. Team ten forty. I keep but waiting like, for someone to pull open the curtain behind Ted there. Oh, there we go. <laughs> this was almost retro. <laughs> oh, wow. I pulled it off his locker early. 
Oh. Ah, that's awesome. Oh. As long as we don't post this clip, you're going to be fine. So, um, Rob, I'm gonna. I've got one request for you, um, yes. and we're gonna slowly um, dissipate. Is that the right word to to the end? Yeah, what is? You mean you're gonna kick everybody out? I, maybe before people leave, they can just let us know what they got going on. I, I just first and foremost, out. like I want to see like what is because we've had you wear jerseys on our show before, and you've shown us some obscure stuff. What's one like? I don't even care the sport. Pull pull out a jersey from that rack you got there. Of something just like there's no way anybody thinks this jersey exists. Fuck it, that's easy. That is the easiest question you've asked me. Like, do you have a Savannah? Ben- a, if, do you have like if a Yutaka Puka Fuji jersey? Then, or if you have like okay. a Brian Luttrell Savannah Bananas or something like that, I think I would be pretty I impressed. I'm so excited for this. <laughs> uh, Can you explain it to us in Hulk promo style? Oh, obviously. That's cut a promo. Break. Cut a promo for this yeah. jersey, please. Hulk Hogan style. All right, you ready for it? We're here. Uh, random fact, I have a St. John's Maple Leaf jersey. Damien Rhodes. Dang it. Dave Tomlinson. Oh, wow. And it's not signed? Uh, No, it's definitely not signed. But you (laughs) add to this the fact that I have a... There's a story behind that. I have a Whalers John Garrett. Oh, Oh, nice. That's a beauty. And then my obscure one is a... Guys, here's my oh. Tomlinson and Garrett jersey, but I'll show you my obscure one. <laughs> oh, Ray, Fer- Ray Ferraro Atlanta <laughs> Thrashers. Look at mainstream, but here's my Ray Ferraro Thrashers jersey. <laughs> hold the phone. Hold the know, phone. I, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm a nerd. Yeah, but let me show you my obscure jersey. Yeah, yeah. So, Rob, obviously you're doing so NW great. and stuff. You got uh, NEW in January. Anything else going on? Nah, man. Cool. Just, I, I just want to talk about Josh's skills in the grocery store more. That's why I showed up. Today. We'll we'll have a separate show. You guys should have been on our food episode last time. That would have been a lot better. Maybe we need to do another one of those at some point. Talk about yeah, mashed potatoes. For I'm an in hour. on that one. Yeah, we'll we'll get it going. Um, first and foremost, uh, Rob, we're gonna let you go. Thanks for coming by. I just like uh, first and. I, I, I want to keep stop saying first and foremost. Thanks for hanging no, out, everybody. Not even foremost. First and first mostly. Oh, sorry. Just a second. First and first mostly for me, it's about family. First and first mostly, let me tell you what I'm wearing. Yeah, that's the first and first mostly clip. Thanks for playing that one. It was a lot of fun that you guys are even willing to hang out and do this. I know you maybe don't have anything to do, so thank you. But if you did, we appreciate uh, that you guys are able to come by. Rob, great to see you, man. Well, it was so great to hang out with people that used to bash me on Twitter and now just hang out with me. That's awesome. That's progress. Yeah, exactly. Imagine where we'll be five years. We'll be five years from now. Maybe we'll just be hanging out. Who knows? Amazing. Thank you, guys. What a fun time. Thank you for this. Thanks, Merry Christmas Rob. See you, Rob. See you, guys. Peace out, Rob. Nice chatting with you, buddy. Christmas, Rob. So, uh, oh, I almost removed two people. That would have been bad. Um, hey, who's that Twitter comment about? <laughs> it's a good <laughs> We all just kind really of like, it's you, Clay. I yeah. can't think of anybody who goes in people <laughs> Arguably, on Twitter yeah. than you do. Arguably the, the most hated guy in Canucks Twitter that divides divides the nation. I, I that would be that would be the worst thing that anybody said. I still remember when Botchford had his big defense view, like if somebody or if Canucks Clay was even mad, like you know it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> they went, yeah, they went at me twice at the podcast, which is funny. Just really quickly, it's funny. I do think um, um, Rob, in a funny way, may have been referencing right after uh, TSN 1040 or Team 1040, TSN 1040 split up. 
and everyone was trying to find their legs and and Sakaris Bryce here, you know, Donnie and Dolly. I just did one tweet where I, and I didn't mean any harm, but I'm I really interested in the sports media landscape. And I just said, uh, it wasn't like who's the best. It was kind of like which um which show are you following more or something like that. And I put Sakaris Bryce, Donnie and Dolly, Fay Nation, and and something else. And then he actually sent me a message saying, you know, uh, I know your intent is good, but it actually doesn't do anything. Kind of puts pits people against each other unintentionally and i i I said you're right and i took it down and uh, i've always appreciated about that uh, about rob is he's a straight shooter you guys all know that and uh Mm. so i don't think he was worried that i was bad mouthing him but i i did get the memory uh, jogged a little bit for sure then i got a little bit yeah, yeah, he, he talked about that a lot all the time when I was. Yeah, discussing. I've often heard him discuss how angry he was. With he, he would bring that up. Hey, Rob, how you doing? So there's this one time. Yeah. Can I clay went at me? I'm joking. Just pigeon. He didn't show me. you his clay emu jersey, did he? <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> it's got no number, just a thumbs down on it. <laughs> number zero on the back. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, different it's, fingers. It's, no, it's just the clay meme on the back, but he's like photoshopped into a frown. Oh man. Yeah. We oh. someone needs to do that on AI. Get a get the clay meme on there on the back of a ski too easy, jersey. Too easy. You Not should, uh, you should try. The clay meme is legendary. That, that's a lot of heat. You should try posting a fake tweet every now and again and see what kind of action you get. That's on you. That's on you, Dan. <laughs> what a what a collection here. And we've yeah, got. Thanks for the advice, Dan. Yeah, it's like maybe uh, I'm just gonna chalk that one up. Gonna add that for later. Uh, hey, you you know. Sometimes you'll get an agent come into your DMs and say, hey, this could p- potentially hurt my client. Oh, okay. All right. Didn't really look at it that way, but that's cool. It's people against each other, Dan. Does, oh, yeah. What agent was it, and can we get him on the show? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it, was a, it was a short chat. Yeah, very direct. It was a short chat. Season, you know, I season thought you guys were referring to my, my agent tweet tonight. Oh, it's always Dan. about you, isn't it, Josh? Yeah, you always... <laughs> yeah it is. We're, we're trying to run a solid show here, Josh, and then you're just taking it over like, oh. No, you know what I did today? <laughs> so I, I, put on, I put on a dress shirt, and I thought you guys were going to really just ask me about this first. So hey, you're not, not the only guy with a collar on the show right now, Josh. <laughs> you're wearing a Hawaiian shirt. What, he ricked all there, of on Friday? But there is, there is a collar, technically. Is that just, what brand of uh, collared shirt is that, Josh? Uh, Michael Kors. Ooh, man! <laughs> Grocery lace treat you well. But I'm, but I'm also wearing, but I'm also wearing shorts and leggings because I heard your guys' conversations about what you guys wear in the winter, and you're like, oh, uh, sweatpants and pajama pants. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm just topping it. Wow. Bowman knows all, all about this from our former podcast. It's true. Bowman, are you rocking pants? That's a personal question. In <laughs> Answer the question. Make you to stay out of my affairs. Yeah, I'm wearing pants. <laughs> Come on. I'm, I'm assuming, I mean, I would just assume, Clay, Pete, you wearing pants? Um, Sweatpants. Sweatpants, sweat that's good. Yeah. Dan? Yeah. Dan, Dan yeah, those are pants. Dan, I, yeah. I, wear I kind of rolled up, though, like, right now, because it's hot in here, so I got the sexy legs out. Ooh. Yeah. You know what I need to ask you not to do that this again? Is... <laughs> I, I thought so. I thought someone asked to see my legs, sir. That's just what I heard. Uh, Dan, sorry, my Dan, I'm not even going to ask about pants. Are you just wearing bottoms? Uh, I, I like to I like to rock capris around the house. Ooh, yeah. that's let my calves breathe a little now, bit. Now, are they, you know are they just, like, pants that don't fit anymore, or are they legit capris? Why can't I just say Capri's? Why do you gotta? I gotta take it there. Do they have ties? Do they have what ties? What size waist are they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
that's that's uh, crazy. Great. Before before we wrap this thing up, maybe if everybody could just take like a minute, let us know what you're doing, what you're working on, fun projects on the horizon, maybe where people can find you. Let's let's uh, go Drake style and start from the bottom. That'd be you, uh, Bowman. Oh, okay. <laughs> like on the screen, okay. not a, like, on the like, screen. Wait, like the bottom, bottom, or yeah, like, like literal, literal or figurative? Yeah, exactly. Spiritually, yeah. all right. Yeah. I wasn't really yeah. expecting my name to get called. Yeah, uh, trust the process with uh, Wyatt Arndt. Uh, he's the other one. Maybe you've heard of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, at TTP Show Van. I'm pretty sure we're gonna get another episode in before uh, before the holiday break. So that's uh, that's good. Also doing uh, at the movies ten years later. Uh, me and my childhood friend Janine watch and review whatever movie was number one at the box office ten years ago. So Got a Christmas episode coming up. It's been ten years since Frozen. Can you believe it? Oh, Jesus. great movie. I've seen it. Love that. Nice if an episode came out soon. Yeah, all right, I'll get to it. I've been busy. Yeah. So, uh, what do you have yeah. a real job or something? Yeah, gallivanting around the streets of Philadelphia, New York, Mexico, you know, international globe traveler. How much money uh, do you also, make? Yeah, busy with job. What? I said, how much money do you make? I've that's a lot of places in one year. Oh, I'm broke now, man. Okay. Everybody's getting positive vibes for Christmas. Yeah, Christmas fives all the way. Yeah, I'm not sure how my mom's gonna take it, but mom. The vibes, they're so positive. Love it. Coming right at you. Yeah, you coming home for Christmas? No. No. That's okay. Uh yes, that's what uh that's what I got going on. Cool. And uh yeah. Cool, man. Uh Dan, what's uh what's up with you, friend? Uh I just uh you guys know me. I'm just uh, goofing around on Twitter, uh trying to poke fun at uh how seriously we, we tend to take the sport at times. But uh yeah, always happy to always happy to jump on and uh you know lend a not so uh not so heavy opinion on uh on our favorite team so uh pete you know you got my number yeah, give yeah, me a call. Yeah. i'll come i'll come back on anytime man you know what yeah. i mean <laughs> no, that's we gotta get me. you back on there more uh when is the next update of the cold list coming uh, do you know what it's it's uh I, I got a lot of heat i got a lot of heat for the uh the cold list uh people were really excited to be a part of it um i i just needed to take a break for a bit and uh we'll we'll look at maybe in the new year i hear a public and, uh, bathroom selfie gets you on the cold yeah. list sounds stupid <laughs> weird but what are you gonna do yeah. what are you gonna do <laughs> people people have weird tastes what can i say yeah. uh, the heart wants what the heart wants exactly pete uh i hear you have a podcast also that is about five years old yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you, we're expansion cousins, uh, as you guys know. Yeah, we're just kind of trucking along with uh, the Speakeasy this year. We're really trying to do regular episodes, which is uh, a very foreign concept to us. And uh, um, yeah, I kind of got the YouTube channel going this year. Um, like Dan, I like to uh, just go out there and stir the pot on Twitter a bit and make fun of ourselves because I think that's a lot of fun. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm taking a, taking January off, so I'm not going to be... Uh, Watching as many games in January, I'm going to be heading down to South America for four weeks oh, to nice. uh, backpack around. So Yo, they don't got the Canucks games down there. I'm going to try. Pete, one point hey, if anyone, if, if anyone, we have to edit this bit out. But if anyone has, uh, I do. I tights, do. Uh, shoot me some DMs because, uh, yeah, I'm going to try. And the time zones isn't going to be too bad, so I should be able to watch. Uh, it's the Wi-Fi connections. I'm a little. There, just find that guy that was live streaming on Vine a couple years ago in the preseason in San Jose. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I think everybody remembers that game. So have we done an episode with the four of us, Pete? Or no, not, we still we haven't locked it. I don't think we have yet. We I, haven't. I know we talked about it. it. 
Someone's always busy or doing something. We're we're all uh, we're all you and the Venn diagram up there. We'll we'll rock it out. I think it's due. Yeah, definitely. We'll make it happen. I'll make the graphics. I promise. Uh, Mr. Clay Emu. I mean, yeah, just sure the I fact do, that you're well, you enjoying what you're doing, though, you need to be holding little baby Bobby Lou there. All right. <laughs> Me and Bobby, we do uh, five shows a week, 11 o'clock uh, live streams, Sunday through Thursday. And then I do uh, some game over for Steve Dangle and some Canucks After Dark with Parker. And by the way, Parker's like 25, 26 years old. So it's nice to be with people of my ilk, of people of my generation. <laughs> just references where I don't have to explain to him after the show what the heck I was talking about. Thanks, brother. Just drop a crystal clear Pepsi and he's like, what are you talking about? It's like <laughs> it's like they, they liked me before they liked me before the current Pepsi. Like, what are you what are you getting at here, Clay? It's like remember exactly. Crystal Clear's like, man, you gotta stop making references like that. Yeah. Clay had me on the show once, but I haven't been invited back since so I'm not sure how it went. We're gonna do it all. What a great time to air your dirty laundry. Awesome, Clay. What's going on? Why didn't you invite Teddy back? Teddy's been talking to Rob. Rob Fame a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's Wait, like Clay. Have you ever had me on your show? Sure. Yeah, we'll hook oh, you guys all up. Geez. Don't worry about it. We're, We're all sitting here. It's like the kids, like mom and dad are fighting. Oh. <laughs> this is what should I, we do? I haven't been on since the billboard. At least I, I know that. Okay, we'll get you back. I promise. <laughs> wow, the billboard. I totally <laughs> too, forgot. Yeah. Too much good looking on one screen. That was very hard for people, Teddy. So we gotta we gotta space it out. Okay. I'll, I'll wear sunglasses. Please, like I gotta bump all my great guests for these. It's <laughs> <laughs> like guys, like just, just let me, let me be me. Come on, I'm cooking. Our yeah. our guy Joshua Griffith, uh, what's going on with you, my man? That's you. I'm out of the toy store. You out of what? The- um, work at the grocery store back again now. Uh, not doing really any podcasts right now. Just trying to keep in touch as much as I can with the sports things. Um. Spoke with um, Danilo Cliff, or sorry, uh, Andrew Kinsmeco's agent, Dan Milstein, tonight to kind of get an update on him. That's pretty much all I have. Was he buying dirty cabbage at the shop? Mm. Forty sixty nine. Yeah, forty sixty nine. You know, Milstein so. loves it. <laughs> He's like, actually, oh he, lo- oh, he loves it. Yeah. Do you like the regular Mister Milstein? <laughs> no, no, I want the dirty one. Um, is they're doing my client yeah, dirty? Oh. Yeah, that's that's a good pull there, Bowman. That's a good pull. So thank you. Uh, Josh is looking for a tweet from a DM no, from Dan Milstein. Like, you know, because like, yeah, I know because yeah. You got to get the bad internet like no, me. No, I can't no, even. Just, I can't I'm even check anything on my phone. I'm down looking here. for the tweet. Okay, here we go. Um, Here's the update. So this is absolutely an, it, no disconnect between the coaching staff, management, or our camp. We communicate daily. We have a plan. And everything is going to be okay. Andre is very happy in Vancouver with a, a few minor adjustments, uh, many victories, and goals are ahead. So is this Joshua, that was is this written by Dan the AKB about yeah, an hour it. ago? Hey, unrelated question, Joshua. Just out yeah, of oh, no, how do you no. feel about liars? My goal, my goal now <laughs> at the grocery store is to scoop Rick Dollywall. Like that's my only goal. Well, I think what does that mean? Not, I don't know. Like. Is that like a, a flavor of ice cream or? Yeah, is that like with the, you know. Something like there, there's a hand in cupping involved. Please explain. You know, the big silver things like where you get the M&M like peanuts <laughs> and stuff, like the bulk candy. Yeah, that's what he means. Yeah. That's what it is. It's like the bulk bins at my <laughs> store. You scoop the items. You, you get the Rick Dollywall, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to scoop 
Rick Dolly. Here's yeah, your peanut many... M&M's, Rick. I don't know why you didn't just buy a yeah. bag, but here you go. Dad, how many grams per dolly you... wall? <laughs> He's like, I'm never coming back on this show. Dolly, Dolly, Rick's gonna, Rick's gonna message me like, Josh, it's over, buddy. It's over. Yeah, good show, good show. Don't he text, says, good show, good show. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm not sending you a bottle of crown this Christmas. Oh man, he sends <laughs> you stuff. No. This... Nope. Yeah. No. I'm sure, he's got a crown mailing his, list. His DMs are going to be flooded with. How come I don't get crown for Christmas? Like, how much? Uh no. But um, in all honesty, Rick was like one of the the main guys getting me into the industry. Like, um, gave me like an hour and a half like chit chat and was like, "Hey, do you still want to get into the industry?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he's like, "Okay, <laughs> let's do Good it." Time for everybody, that guy. Great deal. Yeah. Oh, he does. Not yeah, for us. He... I did give him an invite. Oh. We have more sour spots. Yep, it's gonna get nasty. That's okay. I thought it was supposed to be a Merry we, Christmas. We still now it's gonna be a sour. We still, it seems to be a we bad seen up aisle too. We still like Rick. <laughs> I'm just kidding aisle. around. Uh Teddy, oh what do we got left here? Any final words from yourself, my friend? No, man, I, I think that's good. Maybe before we leave, maybe we can just end it on a quick note here. Bowman, I want to pass it back to you. It's Christmas. I want to know your your top five non-Christmas Christmas movies. Oh, okay. Like ones that are Christmas adjacent. Yeah, like 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 Die Hard, do, essentially. Like Step Brothers, like Heard, yeah. Step Brothers. That type of stuff. I don't want to say uh, too many. Fan, yeah, those are uh, two of them. Step Brothers. Yeah, uh, Batman Returns. Oh, okay, that's, that's gonna be on there for yeah. sure. I can only imagine how McDonald's felt like getting like the Happy Meal licensing and stuff for the Batman sequel. And like the first like two minutes is these parents abandoning and chucking their kid over a bridge into a river. <laughs> That's good parenting. What have we done? That's good parenting. Like, that, that thing started dark. Sink or swim. Like, Sink or swim. Yeah. He like killed a cat too. That's true. That the initial like two oh, yeah, minutes. Right. I forgot about that. So yeah. say Batman Returns uh, going to be in there. I'm going to throw down for a little Iron Man 3. Yep. One of the yep. weirdest uh, Christmas adjacent movies. Yeah, it came out in like May and the majority of it is like set at Christmas. So they talk about Christmas quite a bit. Um, uh, it's not a non-Christmas Christmas movie, oh, but yeah, I feel like... Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah Pepper's does... talking about Christmas gifts. I remember now, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it doesn't get the love that it uh, deserves when it comes down to Christmas, but I'm a big fan of The Ref. Anybody seen Oh, the great oh, movie. Yeah. That's a Thank great you. movie. I throw down for that hard every year. That is like top of my uh, must-watch list. Dennis Leary. Uh, kind of a tough sit with uh, know, Kevin Spacey these days, but great yeah. movie. I'm mad about a lot of Kevin Spacey stuff, but it's like, you know, he did a lot of questionable stuff, a lot of not good stuff, but he also robbed us of a lot of good retrospective movie performances. The Ref uh usual suspects but i'd say yeah the ref is on the christmas watch list for sure and uh i don't know maybe that was like four or five or whatever it was it was good enough that's pretty impressive. i'm deciding that's pretty <laughs> yeah. impressive you satisfied teddy did i it's, more of, a, it's more of a rushmore i think it's perfect yeah Boom. i gotta get back to that like again we talked about this before like there's a lot of these mount rushmores like i just don't think there's enough time for people to carve all these faces into mountains like <laughs> there's just too many of these mount rushers like people like we gotta stop carving into these mounds one was good 80 <laughs> is too many so i'm just saying that's that's my hill i'm gonna die on maybe a mountain if you will what are your top five hills <laughs> what is your mount rushmore of hills to die on <laughs> we got another one um top five hill uh, yeah. miss muffet tough it yeah um, yeah yeah 
Taysom Hill's got to be up there. Yeah, Humpty yeah, Dumpty. Yeah. Hey, different show. Different show. Follow along. Come on. Warren Hill. Yeah. Grand Hills have eyes. Grand oh, Hill. Grand Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Is he drinking Sprite? Single-handedly oh, revitalized the Sprite bread. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. New Billy Jim. Oh, sorry. This has been... I mean, jeez, we could be here for hours. This has been a ton of fun. We somehow managed to... Uh, get a Christmas ornament for everybody, even though that seems to be like the, the last thing we actually talked about, which was a lot of fun. We managed to cover pretty much the entire spectrum of the Canucks in about an hour and a half. We got a lot of cool people on the show from podcasts, from shows, from the media, from sub media, from grocery stores, people getting scoops from other people, people from that... Surrey. Cold. Wait, where are the cool people from Surrey? <laughs> we have a few people. We have a few people from Surrey. One... Well, yeah, we had somebody walking from Ryan was walking from East Hastings. Yeah, Ryan Ryan Shap <laughs> giving us the SNL intro and then went dark all of a sudden. So proof of life, he is alive. We had uh, Bowman. We've got Pete, Dan, obviously Joshua Griffith, Clay Emu. We had Rob Fay. Am I missing anybody? I think that's it. I think man. that's it. And you too. And then uh, my my boy Ted and me. I'm Ryan. So everybody, this has been the the Canucks Christmas, the PP1 Podcast special. Thank you so much. Brought to you on the Hockey Podcast Network. And I, I got to get this finally in because, uh, well, they pay us. So I'm going to cover your face for a second here, Ted, and I do apologize. Promo uh, <laughs> code THPN on DraftKings Sportsbook. They pay the bills sometimes for us, so we got to give them a little bit of love. But everybody, thanks so much for coming by. This has been a absolute ton of fun it was a lot better than uh making lunches for tomorrow so uh, <laughs> parents shut out parents that have to make lunches um and for the people that don't man just keep living your awesome life um on behalf of everybody that came to the show merry christmas happy holidays go canucks go maybe this is the year maybe this is maybe it's not but maybe but maybe peace out hey time for a christmas, christmas miracle. miracle man Night, it. guys. Right. And I think Good night, everyone. I think night, that guys. is it. Thanks. Hey, can you guys just quick? Yeah, question? we'll be down there soon. I think we'll get together for that beer soon. Okay, it's like for real. Make that happen. Quick question. Yeah. Festa Vales is coming, so maybe Thumb, you can thumbs up. The podcast wants to know: I'm was it a there. thumbs up or thumbs down, guys? Oh man, hanging out with uh, like-minded Canuck fans is always a thumbs up. Perfect. Mm-hmm. We're not even live anymore, so you could be honest. <laughs> oh yeah, no. It's oh, in that case, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think what about Connor Marley? 